सहनावतो सहनोहनतो सहवीर्यं करवाहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तु मा विद्विशावहै ओम शांतिशांतिशांति ओम पूर्णमदः पूर्णमिदं पूर्णात् पूर्णमुदच्छरे पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादः यपूर्णमेवावशिष्यरे ओम शांतिशांतिशांति ओम आप्यायन्तु ममांगाइ वाक्प्राणश्चक्षुश्रोत्रमतो बलमिन्द्रियाणि च सर्वाणि सर्वं ब्रह्मोपनिषदं माहं ब्रह्मनिराकुर्यां मामाब्रह्मनिराकरोद अनिराकरणमस्त्वनिराकरणमे अस्तु तदात्मनि निर्दे योपनिषत्सु धर्मास्ते मै संतु ते मै संतु ओम शांति 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 श्रुतिस्मृति पुराणानाम आलयं करुणालयं नमामि भगवत्पादं शंकरं लोकशंकरं शंकरं शंकराचार्यं मादरायनं सूत्रभाष्यकृतौ वन्दे भगवन्तौ पुनः पुनः ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मेदे मूर्तिभेदविभागिने व्योमवत्याप्तलेहाय दक्षिणामूर्तये नमः ओमित्येत दक्षरमुद्गीतमुपासित ओमित्येत्युद्गायते तस्योपव्याक्यानम् दहरहर उत्तरे दहर है दहराकाश है सो वॉइस में दस दी दहर अस्मित अंतराकाश है ऐसे एकदम अस्मित ब्रह्म परे दहरम पुण्य दिकम वेश में in this city of Brahman, there is this Vishma, the dwelling place of the shape of lotus near the heart. The Hara Asmin and Tanakasaha. In that heart, again there is a small space, there is called Dharakasha. <coughs> so Dharatsu Dharaha is a word used here. Therefore, in this sutra also Dharaha. But that Dharaha is what? Antarakasha. In the heart, there is even the space which is smaller. Tasminya dantaha, that which is within that, tat anveshtavyam, tat vava vidhiknyasutavyam iti. That has to be inquired into, that has to be realized. <coughs> so, questions arose about this on account of several reasons. Now, one, because of use the word Akasha. It is some kind of doubt whether Akasha means the Bhuta Akasha, the elemental space in which the word Akasha is commonly used, or is Akasha used for Param Brahma because in Shruti the word Akasha also is used to denote Paramatma. So by the Rudhi, Akasha should mean elemental space. But by the trend that we see in the scriptures, it can also mean Paramatma, so went out. Then again the word Brahmapuram, 
सस्मिन ब्रह्मपुरे ब्रह्मण है पुरम ब्रह्मपुरम द सिटी ऑफ ब्रह्मन सो वेदर इज इट द सिटी ऑफ ब्रह्मन और इज इट दिटी ऑफ जीवात्मा बिकॉज किम जीवो तत्र ब्रह्म नाम is by the word man brahma meant jivatma and then this is puram or the city of jiva if you take the secondary meaning gauna or the aukasharika meaning of the word brahma then it can in some way also mean jivatma <coughs> in a figurative sense that word brahman can be in some way interpreted as jivatma also Therefore, the doubt whether word Brahman here is in sense of Jivatma, or of course the primary meaning of Brahma is Paramatma. So, is this the city of Jivatma or Paramatma? <coughs> so, these are the doubts here. And so, the Hera Akasha Kim Bhuta Akasha, Atva Vijnanatma, Atva Paramatma. Dharakasha is the elemental space, it is Jivatma or Paramatma. So, this is what the ultimate doubt is. From the use of the word Akasha and the word Brahmapuri, Brahmapuram, this, this doubt arises whether the Dharakasha, which is to be meditated upon, is elemental space, which is what you do meditate upon. Was it Jivatma upon whom we should meditate? Was it Paramatma upon whom we should meditate? Over and above this, one more doubt also Kalp you have, you have to imagine that it is there, although not stated here. Atra Akasha Jignasa Tadantastham Vayate Is Dharakasa to be meditated upon? Or Tasminirantaha so tasmin yadanta, that which is within that, is to be inquired into and realized. So that which is within that, so within what? Is it within the heart? In that case it means dharakasa. If it means akasa, dharakasa, then that means that which is within dharakasa. So this tasmin yadanta, it also raises this doubt, further doubt. Whether the Dharakasa, which the Upanishad presents as, what is to be meditated upon, or is it something within that Dharakasa, which is meant to be meditated upon. <coughs> so now when these doubts are there, the Puru Pakshi makes a choice to Dharakasa, Sabdasya, Bhutakasya, Rudatvat. Since the word Akasha is Rudatvat, commonly used in the sense of elemental space. Bhūta-kāśa-eva-dhar-sabdha-hiti-prāptam So, what Akasa immediately creates in us the idea of elemental space. And therefore, if Dhar-kāśa is to be meditated upon, that means that it is elemental space which is within the heart that is to be meditated upon. Then we ask these questions. That Bhuta Kasasya Alpatvam Katham is Dharakasa. Small space. If space means elemental space, how can it be small? Because it is vast. So Hudai Apekshaya Alpatvam. Tasya Dharatan Apekshaya Alpatvam. Space itself is not small. But since the space is Located in the heart, you see the lotus shape is abode of that space there, and that heart is small there, but you can say that space also is small. <coughs> Second question was that Vyasmin, so Ekasya, Upamanatam, Upamayatam, Tekasam, as we saw. Yavanda Ayamakasa 
Pavan Esha Antarude Akasaha. The next sentence says no Upanishad. Yavanvi Ayam Akasaha. This Akasha, element space, as vast it is in magnitude. So also in magnitude is the space within the heart. Now the space within the heart also is elemental space. And what you are comparing it with also is elemental space. You are comparing same thing with the same thing, which cannot be compared and always requires to, and there must be sadrasya. You give an illustration to explain something where there is sadrasya or similarity between the two, not identity. If you interpret the word akasha as bhuta akasha, elemental space, so dhara akasha, elemental space, then you are comparing to saying yavanvi ayam akasha, tavanish antarudvay akasha. So this elemental space is as vast, so dhara akasha as vast as elemental space, but there is already element, so elemental space is as vast as elemental space. That's what it amounts to saying, which it cannot be. So how do you explain? Says, Bhāhya Bhyantara Bhāvatrad Bhedasya. So imagine here that the space within the heart is one, the space within the outside is different. So this is a fanciful imagining this. In some way you can say that the external space can be upama or standard of comparison for the dharakasa. If you imagine that the space within the heart is one entity, space outside another entity. So, bhakya bhintara bhavakrita bhedasya upamana upameya bhavaha. Then the external space becomes the upamana, the dharakasa becomes the upameya. The third question was, Ubeyasmin dhyava pasvi antareva samayate vo agnishya vayasetyadhinam. The space, the dharakasa, is presented as the abode or as that which contains the heaven and the earth and the air and space, meaning the whole creation. How can the elemental space within the heart is so small, how can it contain the entire universe? Says, Yava prasivyadiya tasminantaha samahitam avakasatmana akasa sekatvat. Look, the dharakasa is akasa. And what is akasa? Avakasa pradatru akasam. So that which gives, that accommodates this called akasa. So from the standpoint of nature of Akasha, that Akasha within the heart is the same accommodating space and therefore from that standpoint it can accommodate the whole universe. So for Upma, Upaniya, Bhava he divides the two Akasha. And for saying that then Akasha contains, the Dhar Akasha contains the whole universe, he says take only the nature of Akasha which is to accommodate. So somehow, this position that word Akasha should mean the elemental space is sought to be explained in some way. <coughs> but then, when Esh Atmayari Atma Shabdha Bhute Nayuktaha, but subsequently it says there Esh Atma Apahatapahatma Esha Dharakasha. The dharakasa is atma. So if dharakasa is elemental space, how can you call it atma? Therefore, atma shabdaha bhute na yuktaha is not proper to use our atma for this material space. Therefore, the purupakshi himself is another, another paksha. Jeevasyai idam puram sat shairam Brahmapuram iti uchyade. Maybe the dharakasa is jivatma. So when you take the word Brahmapuram, then Brahma also can be interpreted as jivatma, in which case dharakasa is jivatma. Because jivasya sat 
even though it is the body which belongs to the Jivatma, Jivatma also can answer with Brahma, then you can say it Brahma Puram. So Brahma Shabdasya Amukhyatvaat Jeevet Shabdaat. So Brahma Shabdasya Amukhyatvaat Jeevet. Somewhere in the word Brahman may be used for Jeeva but not commonly. So when you somebody utters the word Brahma, the idea of Jeeva never occurs in our mind. But Tasmin Jaridi Buddhiste so when Brahma Puram, when Sudhi says immediately the word Brahma creates the idea of Brahman, Param Brahma. Kuto Jivoktehi, then what basis you say that Brahma should mean Jiva? Pura Samandasya Tatrevet, because Brahmanaha Puram Brahma Puram. This is the city of Brahma. But then this city, that is body, can be only be owned by or possessed by or is connected with only Jiva Nanal Param Brahma. Therefore, Jiva Sayyidam Puram. This Brahma Puram Shuna Jivatma, the Dharagasa also should mean Jivatma. Then Jiva is to be meditated upon. So how do you say that Tasavi Tasminopadike Katam Brahma Padam Tasya Purana Kasamandaha? What relation do Jivatma has with body? Tasya Svakarvana Upajitatva because the body has been acquired by the Jiva as a result of his own karma. But even then, Tathavi Tasmin Upajitatva Katham Brahmapadam Suppose the body is connected with Jiva. But for Jiva, now who performs karma? See, Jiva and Satchidana cannot perform karma. So when you say this body is acquired as a result of the karma of the Jiva, that only means a karta bhokta Jiva. Aupadika. So therefore, Aupadika katham brahmapadam. So Jiva is consciousness as conditioned by this body-mind-sense complex. How can the conditioned consciousness be called Brahma? So here, bhakti-achatasya brahma-shabda-vachyatvam bhakti-a-gunayana in a figurative sense. So chaitanya-gunayana chaitanya-guna-yogena So chaitanya-guna is there in jiva. No doubt conditioned consciousness Chaitanya is Brahman, unconditioned. But this Chaitanyatvam is there, so consciousness is there both. That being similar, therefore, in a Gauna sense, you can say, figurative sense, Brahma is Jivatma. <coughs> but then, so word Brahma can mean Param Brahma in Mukya, primary sense, Jiva in this secondary sense. Why do you take secondary sense? Why do you take primary sense? Because nahi parasya brahmana sharirena swaswami bhava sammanda asti. Param brahma cannot have this swaswami bhava. Swa, what you possess? Swami the possessor. So param brahma cannot have the relationship owner and own with reference to this body. For Param Brahma, the whole universe is the same. So, there is no specific relation with this body other than Kara and Kaya. Brahma is Karanam, Upadana Karanam for the whole universe. And it's the Upadana Karanam for this body also. In that sense, there is a relationship, but that same relation exists everywhere. So, this body can be called Brahma, the whole universe should be called Brahma Puram. Therefore, So there, and the Jiva Atma has this samanda, therefore, 
it is proper that Brahma should be here, Jiva. <coughs> so, asādāryanya vipadesha karmājitam shariram. As we said yesterday, vipadesha, a designation should only reflect the uniqueness of a thing that is designated. And not the general aspect. And so this can be called clay, this object can be called clay. It designates a part which distinguishes from other things. So you always describe something in a manner that it distinguishes and enables you to see what it is. Similarly also, Brahman, Brahma Puram. So Brahma must be described and Puram must be such that it, it, is, it is uncommon. If Brahman is the cause Mupadanakaranam and Sharinam is the Karyam, therefore it is Brahmanapuram, then that's the Samanya thing because the whole universe is the effect of Brahman. Therefore what is unique about this body? That it is acquired by the karma of the Jiva, so it is a specific relation with the Jiva. And the Brahmapuram should mean the city of Jiva. <coughs> this is Jiva Puratvebi. Rajapure Maitra Sadmavata. Alright. So suppose this body is the city of, Brahman, of Jiva. But still, why not Brahman dwell in that? So just as in the city of a king, some context wise there, such as Maitra lives there, so also the city of Jiva Atma, Brahman can live here. Tatra Puraswaminaha. We commonly find that it is king who lives in the city owned by him, in a palace. And therefore, Veshmanakalu, Adarasya, Adiyapekshayam, Puraswamina, Adayena, Samindar, Nanyapekshayatyartaha. Veshmanakalu, Avesh means dwelling place. So Lotus of the Heart is described as dwelling place. A dwelling place always requires an indweller. Something can be called dwelling place provided the indweller. So Adeya Apekshayam Puraswamina Adeena Samanda. Immediately what comes to your mind is the city of Brahman a city of Jiva, and so Jiva must be the indweller and not somebody else, Brahman. Therefore, Nanya Peksha. As long as Jiva can be explained indweller of this body, you should not bring somebody else. So we don't, so that Jiva can be indweller of this body is very satisfactory. So we don't go for another explanation. <coughs> okay, on the page 228 now, continuing. Sees Anandagiri, second name, Vyapina, not Anandagiri, Vashya Ratna Prabhupada, Vyapina, Antastatum, Kasamityaha, alright. Tasminya Dantaha, so, Tasmin means in the lotus of the heart, or inside within that lotus. <coughs> so, Dharam Pundirikam Veshma, Dhar Asmin Antara Kashaha, Lotus-like, in the, the dwelling place is, there is a heart, within the heart there is the, the, the harakasa. The harakasa is jiva, then how can jiva be within heart? So, vyapinaha antasthattvam katham. So, this view called jiva is vibhu. So, some people call jiva is vibhu, is all pervasive. How can all pervasive Jivatma have its dwelling place which is so small in the heart? So then Neel Purupaksh explains, Mana, second line of the Bhashya says, Mana Upadikascha Jivaha Manascha Prayana Rudhe Pratishthitam Ittyataha Jivasseva idam rude antaha 
Alastanam Syat. So who is Jiva? Manupadika said Jiva. The consciousness is called Jiva when it is conditioned by or identified as the mind, then only it is called Jiva. So Manupadika said Jiva. Jiva is the one who is Manahai Upadi. Jiva is the one who has Upadi, the, the, the conditioning element, as the mind. Meaning that when the consciousness is identified as the mind, then it is called Jiva. Chidavasa, you can call it Jiva. <coughs> so, Anandagiri said, Jiva se dehena vishesh samandhepi rudena tut abhava. So, Jiva is, has a special relationship with the body because this body is acquired by the karma of Jivatma. But Hrudayena Tadabhavat. But how is Jiva related to Hrudaya or the heart? And so how do you say the heart is the dwelling place of Jiva? So say Manaha Manupadika se Jiva. Jiva is the consciousness identified with the mind. Alright? Tasyavi Chancharatvat Nurdena Asadharanyam. But the mind also pervades the entire body. Chanchalatvan, because it is unsteady. So it is here and there and everywhere. When I am speaking right now, the mind is behind the organ of speech. When you are listening intently, and the mind is behind the organ of hearing and so forth. So mind is unsteady, isn't in one place. How does the mind is in the, in the heart? Says Manascha, Prayana Rudaya Pratishthitam. And mind also generally Pratishthitam has its Pratishtha or abode or established in the heart. So Yoga Shastra presents heart as the, the Golaka or the abode of the mind. Tathapi Tasya Sarvagatasya Kuto Dharatvam. Okay, now. Ataha Jiva Sevedam Dhare Antaravasthanam Sandhafar. It is consciousness identified with the mind, and the mind has a special place in the heart. Therefore, you can say Jivatma has a dwelling, so Jiva dwells in the heart, or the heart becomes a dwelling place of Jiva. <coughs> Tathāpi, tasya sarvagatasya kuto dhāratvam. Alright, suppose we can say that the heart becomes the dwelling place of the jīva, has a specific expression there. Still, how jīva who is sarvagata, vibhur, vyāpaka, how can it be small? <coughs> so next sentence is, dhāratvam api tasya Aragra Upamitatvat Avakalpate So, sometimes Jiva also is described as what? As Aragra, tip of the golden stick. You have the Ankusha, you know, for the elephant, controlling the elephant. So, the tip is the Aragra. Tip of the going stick. So Shvetashvatar Upanishad describes Atma as as minute as the tip of the going stick, so it is minute. And therefore, from that standpoint, it is small. And therefore, the harakasa, the hara of the small also can be used for Jivatma. <coughs> Alright. Dharatattva devatari na akasha upamitattvat. All right. So jiva is dhara or small. Then how do you call it akasha? Then how is it compared with akasha? Yavan ayam akasha hai. Tavan eshantardaya akasha hai. The small jiva, how can it be now equated to akasha, compared to akasha? How can it be called dhara akasha? Akasha also. 
So says, or as Ratnamala says, Akasha Padena, the Haram Anukrushe, Uttopumadikam, Brahma Abhedavaksha, Bhavishadityaha. He just goes flip flop, you know, this fellow. Now says, Akasvadena, Dahara Anukrishya, Dahara Kasa. So by the word Akasa, you mean Dahara Kasa. Upuma Uktu Upumadikam, Brim Abhidaviksha Bhavishyati, Yavanva Yam Akasa, Tavani Santarva Akasa, the Upumanam. The vastness, that in as much as Jiva ultimately is Brahman. Now from that same point, Jiva can be called vast like space. So says the Pasha, Akasa Upamitatva Dicha, the prayer. So Brahma Abhidvaksha Bhavishyati. Right. So the Upamitatva, that is Akasa, is represented as the standard of comparison, that also can be from the standpoint that Jiva ultimately is Brahman. So it can be called, compared with Akasha. So Jyad Bhama Pariksha Edad Kalpyate Tadeya Brahma Akasarna Lagva Jyad Bhama Pariksha So the answer was that Brahma Aveda Vaksha So Brahma Bhava Vaksha <coughs> From the standpoint that Jiva is ultimately Brahma therefore word Jiva is Akasha But Jyad Bhama Pariksha Edad Kalpyate that you are imagining that Jiva is Akasha, as vast as space, because ultimately is Brahman. Then why do you call it Brahman? Why don't you call it Brahman? So why do you go other way around? Because Brahman is already vast, and therefore it can properly be compared with Akasha. So you say Jiva is like Akasha, because ultimately is Brahman, so yet Bhama Peksha. It is Kalpate, Tadeva Brahma, Akasha Shabnam, Lagavat, because now you have to go two steps. For comparing Jivatma with Akasha, you must first equate Jivatma with Brahma, and then Brahma is compared to Akasha, then Jivatma is comparable to Akasha. Two steps. Instead of that, if Brahman is Param Brahma, then Brahma is like as vast as Akasha, so you need one step, it's called Lagavam. So fewer the variables, more, more correct the approaches. Few the steps. There is Gaurava, requires more imagination. Here, less. Therefore, why don't you interpret Brahman as Brahman? So says the Purapakshi. Now he changes around. Nachatra, Daharasya, Akashasya, Anveshyatvam, Vijignasatatyamcha Shuyade Tasmin Yadantaha Iti Paravisheshanatvena Upadanat Iti Nachatra Dharasya Akara Asibra Akashasya Dharasya Akashasya Anveshatvam Vijignasatatyamcha Understand that now Purupakshi says, Shruti is not saying that is Dharakasa which is to be Anveshtabhya, meaning inquire into Vijignasadabhya, realized, but Tasminya Danta. So now if Tasmin is Dharakasa, then what is within Dharakasa is presented by Shruti as to be realized, meditated upon. So Nishatra, Dhara Akashasya Anyashyatvam Vijignasatattam Yach Sushruyate Dhara Akashasya is not presented as Anyashya or Vijignasatavya. Then, Tasmin Antah. 
ఇది పర విశేషణత్వం ఉపాదానం సో వర్డ్ విదిన్ దహరాకాశ ఇస్ మెడిటేటెడ్ అపాన్ సో పర విశేషణత్వైన వట్ ఇస్ దాట్ గో టు నన్ను జీవస్తే ఆకాశ పదార్థత్వం అయుక్తమిది ఆశంక తరి భూతాకాశూతాకాశూ ఫస్ట్ పొజిషన్ ఆకాశ ఇస్ ఎలిమెంటల్ స్పేస్ But since the Atma is used there by saying, maybe it is Jeeva. But since Jeeva cannot be compared with Akasha, he says, go back to Akasha. That Dharakasha is indeed elemental space. Because the Upanishad does not present Dharakasha as the object of meditation. What is within Dharakasha is presented as object of meditation. <coughs> And therefore, Bhutakasha dharatasminantastham kinchit dhyayam and what is within that bhutakasa or dharakasa is to be meditated upon the pakshantramaha. Nashatra dharasya akashasya anveshyatvam vijjnasa tabhyatvam chashuyate. Shruti doesn't say that dharakasa is to be meditated upon. Shruti says that what is within that? పరవిశేషణత్వేన ఉపాదానాత్ పరం అంతస్థం వస్తు అన్వేష్యత్వం విజిజ్ఞాసితవ్యత్వం అప్లైస్ టు వాట్ వట్ ఇస్ విదిన్ దహరాకాశరవిశేషణత్వేన ఉపాదానాజ్ఞాస So it is connected there and not with the dharagasa. So para means antastham vastu. The anveshanam and vijignyasa is for the what is within that dharagasa. Tad visheshanatvena, adharatvena, dharagasasya, tad shabdena upadana, tad visheshanatvena, adharatvena. So dharagasa is presented as what? the adhara of what is to be inquired into dharakasasya tat shabdena upadana to tasmin tat shabdena barar tasmin dhananta so tasmin is what adhikarana saptami so dharakasa becomes the adhikarana or adhara and what is within that is adhaya namely whatever it is so whatever is within dharaka element dharakasa is to be meditated upon <coughs> So, tat shabdena upadana. Tat shabdena is what? Tasmin. Is what? Is he? Tasmin is the seventh case. Adhikana saptami. Which is adhara. So, tasmin means what is contained. What obtains within that space is to be meditated upon. Is to be realized. Therefore, anveshanam and vijignyasitabhyam is meant for what is within that dharakasa. <coughs> విగురు న్యాయమైన పర విశేషణత్వైర్ పరో దహరాకాశ ఉపాదానాస్మిని సో ఇట్ ఎక్స్ప్లెయిన్స్ డిఫరెంట్ పర విశేషణత్వైన ఉపాదానాత్ సో పర ఇస్ దహరాకాశ అండ్ ఉపాదానాస్మిని సప్తమ్యంత తత్సేన సో తస్మిని దహరాకాశ ఇన్ షార్ట్ అండ్ సో వర్ ఇస్ విన్ దహరాకాశ ఇస్ టు మెడిటేటెడ్ అపాన్ యద్వా పరశబ్ద అంతస్థవస్తు విషయ ఆర్ పర సో ఇన్ దక్స్ప్రెషన్ పర విశేషణత్వైన వట్ ఇస్ పర విశేషణత్వైన సో పర కెన్ మీన్ దహరాకాశ అండ్ తస్మిన్ ఈజ్ ది ఈజ్ విశేషణం దహరాకాశ సో పర విశేషణ ఆర్ పర కెన్ బీ మీన్ అంతస్థం వస్తు వట్ ఇస్ విదిన్ ది దహరాకాశ తద్ విశేషణత్వైన సో తస్మిన్ ఇది దహరాకాశ ఉక్తే తస్మిన్ మీన్స్ వట్ ఈస్ విదిన్ దట్ సో తస్మిన్ అంత సో వట్ ఈస్ విదిన్ దట్ ఈస్ 
is uh, what is meditated upon is stated by the Shruti. Tat Shabdasya Sannikrishta Anvayoge Viprakrishta Anvayasya Jaganyatvat Akashantargatam Dhevitibhavah The Tasminitantaha The Tasmin should be connected with what? The Harakasha or with the Harudaya? So, Sannikrishta Anvayoge is only proper that Tasmin should be connected with what is most proximate, which is Dharakasa, Viprakastanvasa Jaganyatva. To connect with the, the heart is inferior. So connect with Dharakasa and what is within Dharakasa is to be meditated upon, is what the Shruti seems to say. Therefore, Akasam Dharakatam Dhyam. So whatever is within the Dharakasa, is to be meditated upon. So let Dharakasa is elemental space and within that elemental space whatever it is to be meditated upon. <coughs> so it's all confused Puro Paksha. Because no Paksha stands here. No? Whatever you interpretation is there, there's no here very clean explanation of anything, even of, of these, of the Siddhanta also. Because all these words, so say that Dharakasa then so Brahmapuram. So these words do not lend themselves to a very neat explanation of any position. Brahma has Rudi, that is Param Brahma. Akasha has Rudi, the elemental space. Dhara is Rudi, very small, you know. Small and space cannot go together, and Brahma and Puram cannot go together, and then Tasmi Yadanta. So what is within what? Is it within the heart that is to be meditated about or within the space that is to be meditated about? So very unclear thing. So anyway, that's why the Purapaksha also is pretty confused. This samsha is very clear. The, all these doubts arise, but well, no paksha is, is satisfactorily, you know, uh, can be satisfactorily used for explaining all these confusing words. And so, Siddhanta Yati. So the Siddhanta comes in. Or He goes on a different track. So so what is to be Invesitavyam and Vijignasitavyam? Dharasya Brahmatvanisya. The Dharakasa is Param Brahma. Then Akasha Tadlinga Anene Gatatvam. Then this sutra and the previous sutra say the same thing. Shinkatra, then that doubt needs to be cleared here. Anveshatvadehe Paravishatvena Grahat. Dharasya, Brahmatve, Lingam, Nasti. So if Brahma is to be meditated upon, then Brahma is what is within Dharakasa, then Dharakasa is Brahma. It is grammatically, you cannot say that Dharakasa is Brahma, therefore Gatartatam is not there, it is Aspashta Brahma Lingam. Okay. <coughs> then again, say that Navarva, Apahada Papatvali, Lingopeta, Atma, Petatmaka Shrutya Kiva Akasuti Bhadde Suti Bhadde Siddhantayati. So Apahata Papatmati. So don't take only this sentence to arrive at a conclusion. Siddhanta Vidanin says that only this sentence is not clear. But what is subsequently stated makes it very clear. So take Uttarebya. Take what is stated later into account, then this statement will become clear to you. So, apahadapapatvadi linga, linga. Esha atma, the dharakasa is atma. And apahadapapatvadi lingopetatmaka shrutya. That whatever is to meditate upon is atma. Apahadapapma, devoid of sin, etc. So, by that shruti, Kevala Akashuti Bhadya. Therefore, Akasha cannot be Bhuta Akasha, cannot be the object of meditation. 
So words we meditate upon cannot be element space because it cannot be atma, cannot be sinness, etc. So first is the bhuta kasa is dismissed. Siddhangayati. So now, says Bhashya. Ataha uttaram brumaha. Ataha. So when this position arises, then brumaha uttaram brumaha. This is the uttara paksham. This is the uttara of the reply that we have to give. <coughs> Siddhanta will come at the end of the whole discussion. Number of sutras are there on this subject matter, and finally Siddhanta will come. <coughs> Sis Mahashigara Parameshwar Eva Atra Dharakasha Bhutamarhati Nabhuta Kasha Jivova This is Pratigna. Dharaha is Pratigna. That Dhara is Pramatma. So so this Pratigna part is being explained here. <coughs> Parmeshvayavatra dharakasha bhavitam arhati. So dharakasha is Parmeshvara. Na bhutakasha jivava. Neither the element space nor dharakasha cannot mean element space nor can it mean jiva. Dharakasha should mean Parmeshvara or Parambrahma. This is the pratigna. This is proposition that is to be proven. <coughs> So next question is why? So Hetuna question is asked. Kasma. So you cannot propose, make a statement without giving reasons for that. So you are stated making a statement that Dharakasa is Parmeshwara, not elemental space, not Jivatma. Kasma, on what basis do you say that? So as our mind would function, this question answer going on that way. When somebody makes a statement, then arises a question in our mind. The next sentence will answer that question in our mind. Then yet other question comes. Next sentence will answer that. That is how you always keep the shruta with you. The way to keep the listener with you is to always respond to or create a, a jignasa in the listener. So make a statement which creates as, okay, then what? Why? What is it? Some question arises, akamsha. Then you reply that. So, ha. Then says, but why that? So other akamsha is there, you reply that. So that is how the dialogue between the listener and the teacher, speaker takes place. Even though the listener is not overtly saying anything, but in his mind, because the speaker, the teacher, plans an idea, therefore, if the listener is listening with a view of learning, then a question will rise in his mind, why, what, what's the reason, what next, what further, whatever. This expectancy will arise, and then you satisfy that expectancy. The new expectancy arises, and that is how we always hold that listener you know, teacher always holds him with him. And that's how that communication takes place. That is how the, the disciple is always with the teacher. And particularly when the disciple has a reverence for the teacher. That what the teacher says must be meaningful, must be important, must be worth listening to, must be worth thinking about. Oh, Suppose that's the relationship. Then again, so then what the teacher says, the student cannot relate, you know, listener cannot relate to because that expectancy is not there. So when you are listening intently with a certain attitude, the Shraddha comes into play. Shraddha calls for a reverence for the teacher, a devotion for the teacher, and a confidence in the teacher, a trust in the teacher. Reverence, devotion, and a trust that he knows what he's talking about and he says what he knows. He knows what, what he's talking about, there is reverence. 
and bhakti. <coughs> and what he says, he is giving it what he knows and he doesn't have an agenda. His agenda is simply to communicate or make me understand what he knows. That he is not saying this with some other agenda of collecting the fund, whatever, you know, agenda can be there. Politicians always, everybody's agenda, you know, when you say something, it's not always what you think is right, but then there is a reason why you are saying it. No, no such reason. Shastrasya Guru Vakyasa Satya Buddhyavadharana. There is no agenda other than simply giving me the instruction of Upadesha. The only agenda on the part of the teacher is that the student should know, that I should know. That is the agenda. So is that attitude of the, the student. That's why he is a shishya, not just a listener. A listener, Arjuna, became a disciple. Then only the communication started. So then when this attitude is there on the part of the disciple and of course on the part of the teacher, then they are together. Then the, the disciple listens intently because he wants to learn. And he knows teacher is teaching me. And so as he listens, the statement is made such that an akanksha is created. And the next statement answers akanksha. The student asks in his own mind and the answer is given. So very often people come and say, Swamiji, you know, all my questions are answered, you know. Oh, so many questions are answered. What I thought, this is what you say, or something like that. That shows a, a, a synchronism or a tuning up between the two. <clears throat> so then what? That kasma question arises. Why? On what basis do you say that? That shows that he is listening and he is thinking. How do you say that? The harakasa should only mean Parameshwara and not, not elemental space, not jiva, kasma. On what basis? <coughs> so, hetun aha, various hetun, various reasons are given. Uttarebhya, on account of the reasons given subsequently. So, reasons, therefore, Bhashyakari gives various reasons to justify the statement that the harakasa should mean Parameshwara. Meaning that the speaker or the teacher must necessarily justify what he is saying? Not just make a statement and let student hanging on that statement because student wants to know why. And teacher has to satisfy the Raka expectancy. <coughs> so, then Bhashyaka says, Uttarebhya. So that comes from the Sutra. Vakya Sheshagatebhya. So, Uttarebhya Hetubhya. Hetum is the reasons. Reasons that are provided subsequently. Vakya Shesha Gatebhya. So, Siddhanti Vedangin says that to arrive at the Nishaya, to arrive at understanding of what the statement says, we should also take into account what he says subsequently. Don't just confine your attention to this one statement, but then take also into account the subsequent statements. Then this statement will become clear to you. So, Vakya Sheshakate, Vakya means the whole Upanishad, this whole section is taken as one Vakya, as, you know, as one text. And the reasons that are stated subsequently in the text, you can call it complementary portion or whatever it is. <coughs> So subject and complement. So the subject, then complements come later on, complementary success, vakya shesha. So reason stated in the complementary portion passages. On that stage we say that dharakasa is paramatma. <coughs> so dharha paramatma. Tanya <coughs> virunati, those very hetus or the reasons are stated now. Tathahe. <coughs> Anveshtabhyataya Abhitasya Dharakasasya Tamchebhruyuhu Iriupakramya Kimtata 
So the harakasa is as vast as this external space. Uvayas means dhyāprasavi antareva samāhite ityādi. And within that dharakasha are contained or included what? The heaven, the earth and the whole universe. So dharakasha is subsequently explained, you know. Read that and then come to, you know, then come to a conclusion. But without taking into account what is stated later on, you cannot just take one statement and make all kinds of imaginations. <coughs> So it says Ratnava, Tam Acharyam Prati Yadi Bruyuhu. In case the disciples raise an objection, Rudam Evatavad Alpam. So it says disciples, Rudam Evatavad Alpam. Your heart itself is so small. Tatra Akasha Alpatarhaiti. And the space within that heart is even smaller. Kimta Tatra Alpe Vidyate. What can be there in that small space? Yet vicharyam, vicharya jnayam, which has to be anveshtavyam, vicharya, which has to be inquired into, and which has to be realized, what can it be? Tada sa acharya bhruyat, then the acharya should say reply. For what? Akasha se alpatane vruttim. Basically, the disciples doubt arose, because their heart is small in dimension, and space within the heart is even smaller. So then the reply of the teacher is to remove the idea of smallness of the harakasa. The reason why the harakasa was compared to the space is not that it is like space, but it is not small. The hara does not here mean small in dimension. It means sukshma, that's all, but not small in dimension. Therefore, <coughs> Akashasya albata nivrutim bruyat. The teacher should in fact reply such that the idea that the dharakasha is small, that idea is removed. And they realize that even though the word dhara means small, it is not small in dimension, and therefore dharakasha is not small in dimension, it is as vast and contains the whole universe within it. <coughs> So what does that vakya of the teacher mean? What is sabruya? So what is that? What's the tatparya? Report. Tatra On the page 225. Tatra Pundarika Dharatvam nivartayan bhūtākāsatvam dharasya ākāsasya nivartayate iti gamyate Tatra pundarika dharatvayana prāpta dharatvasya ākāsasya Since dharākāsa is said to be within that lotus, and the lotus is small, therefore naturally one comes to, this is the idea that occurs, that the dharakasa, which is contained within that small lotus, is small. So by smallness of the lotus, automatically the listeners believes that the space within that lotus also is small. So pundanika dharatvena prapta dharatvasya, akasasya, and therefore the, the, the akasa within the lotus is naturally small. That's the idea conveyed. Prasiddha akasa upamyena by comparing that with the prasiddha well-known space which is vast. Dharatvam nivartayan so that smallness of the space within the heart is now removed by comparing with the vast space. Bhuta akasatvam dharasya Akasasya nivardayati. Understand that Bhuta Akasya, elemental space, is presented as a standard of comparison. And what is compared is not Dharakasya. Dharakasya is like this elemental space. So it's not elemental space. So that way that Akasya can mean elemental space also is removed. That Akasya is small. That smallness is removed by comparing with this vast space. 
and the elemental aspect is removed by giving, by presenting vast space as a standard of comparison. And so, therefore, two things are done. The one is, the dharatvam is, uh, the idea of dharatvam is removed. At the same time, the idea of the bhuta, means the, the, uh, the material, materiality, is also, that this is not a material space, is also removed. <coughs> or Bhashyakar explains that, Acharya iti shesha, nivartayati, Acharya, Acharya, nivartayati iti. Then, Akashabdena, Rudya, Bhuta, Akashasya, Bhanat, Kathamdan, Nivrutti. But when you say Akasha automatically it brings idea of the elemental space. So then how the comparing with that elemental space removes the idea of Abdhara Akasha not being element space. So says Yadyapi, Bhashyakara says, Yadyapi, Akasha Shabdaha, Bhuta Akasha Rudha, Tathapi, Teneva, Tasya, Upama, Na Upapadyate, Iti, Bhuta Akasha Shanka, Nivartita Bhavati. Yadyapi, Akashabdaha, Bhuta Akasha Rudha. It is true that the word Akasha commonly conveys the meaning of this elemental space, or the material space. Tathapi, even, but still, but then this dharakasa is compared to, to bhutakasa. So, one thing cannot be compared with its own self. So, what is compared should be different. And therefore, by presenting bhutakasa as upamaya, upama meaning the standard of comparison, automatically what is compared, dharakasa, is different from the bhutakasa. Anybody knows. You can't say that one thing is the same as another thing, one thing is different from the other thing. Therefore, bhuta akashanka nivartita bhavati. Therefore, that dhara akasha, akasha is element space, then doubt also becomes refuted here or resolved here by the statement of the teacher. So two things are resolved. One, that dhara does not mean small in size and akasha does not mean the element space. <coughs> okay, we'll have to... Take a break here, then we'll continue. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamada Yapurnamivavashishyate Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavanta Punapunaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmeri Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyomavad Vyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti Shanti Hari O Shri Guru Pyo Namaha Hari O